0: Do, 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 do,
1: do, Hello, George.
0: Oh, hey, Frank, the something cinematic-friendly robot. How are you?
1: What are you doing?
0: Nothing. Just about the recording intro for this week's show before I edit it. What's wrong? Why the long face? Some little filly break your heart?
1: No, I'm just sad. Why? Because I need people to subscribe to our show on our website and on iTunes and to leave us a review.
0: Haha. <laughs> That's nothing to be sad about. I'll tell you what. I'll just post this conversation before the show so everyone will know to subscribe on the site and iTunes and to leave us a review. How does that sound? Thank
1: you. That makes me happy. Okay, good. So, you're
0: recording right now? Yes, I am.
1: How do I sound?
0: (laughs) You sound great, Frank, the something cinematic friendly robot. You sound great. Hello and welcome back, movie and TV lovers, to Something Cinematic, the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've been watching. My name is George Lopez, and with me is Mike. How you doing? Good. All right, so we just completed a top five list of our favorite TV shows, right? Yeah. So we're going to do another top five list this time, and it's going to be our top five shows of 2013. And it's not going to be our last. Yeah. So season. Right. So then we got got another, another top five coming up next episode. Um, so we're totally knocking out these episodes and hopefully making up for the long delay. In yeah, we're on point now. We got yeah. our shit together. Yeah, we're getting it together. So yeah, we're going to talk about our top five shows of 2013. But before we do that, remember that you can find all of our episodes on our website, somecinema.com, and on iTunes. Um, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Yeah, so 2013 it was kind of an easier list to make for uh-huh. me personally than the top five shows of all time, mm. and simply because I did not watch a lot of television this year, <laughs> um, but so what?
2: You're, what you're saying is you're grossly unqualified <laughs> to express your opinion.
0: I watched the in list more, form. No, I, I watched some. I watched several shows. I okay. did, but but. You know, I I did totally miss out on a lot of great ones that people were talking about this year. There's just,
2: uh, there's, I mean, and that speaks to the quality of of television that's on Mm -hmm. right now. We both missed out on a lot of great stuff because there's just too much good stuff to watch.
0: Yeah, there's been, there was a lot of really good shows this year that, that created, created a lot of buzz, a lot of new shows and a lot of, uh, returning shows, um. But okay, we're gonna kick it off, and we're gonna start with start with you. What's your number five? My
2: number five is a show that I've discussed previously on the show, mm-hmm. uh, but I really feel like it made the list because uh, it just it, it it struck me. It kind of it, it landed squarely in my wheelhouse, and that is the Mindy Project. Ah, yeah. uh, a show that I uh, you know I mentioned before. I, I was not expecting to like this show mm. and in fact I didn't start watching it when it first started airing. Yeah. But I did I, I did catch on in the second half of the season and I kind of flew through it and it really is like I mentioned before, it is for us. It is for not only geeks and the people who are like into like the show community. Like, the way that they she, she shows throws those, like, quick-fire references mm-hmm. to geeky stuff. But it, it also... Mindy Kaling. Mindy mean. Kaling, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the star of, and, and, and writer, writer of the show. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's also for, like, a different set of people. The people who have, like, eaten up romantic comedies throughout the years. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the big kind of guiding lights for the show is When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of When Harry Met Sally references in the show. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the way kind of the structure of the show as time goes on seems to mirror when Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really great. You know, like this classic, like if you're someone who, like, you've got mail or something like that. Yeah. You know, she's going to reference that a ton. and she's right. referencing oh, she definitely Sleepless does, yeah. in Seattle. And, you know... Yeah. But so it's like it's it's kind of this mixture of that stuff, which is like the guilty pleasure for someone like me. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you got mail is a great movie. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Never seen it. Okay.
2: Never seen it. No. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I don't but know. when Harry Met Sally is a classic. Oh, of
0: course, yeah. That one's And and, and
2: you know and and kind of the it clashes that world and the geek world. It it mi- doesn't clash. In it. it mixes them together into a nice souffle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't get that in the first few episodes. I I only watched like four or five episodes the Uh. first four or five and then i kind of like fell behind so i just never picked it back up Uh. um but yeah it it seemed to be kind of uh i mean i guess you know like most new shows pretty much on those shows they're trying to figure out what exactly they're trying to do and everything yeah but yeah i mean i've been hearing a lot of high praise about it you know especially yeah in the later episodes Mm. so uh yeah, one of those shows I'm going to have to pick up.
2: Yeah, check it out. I flew through the first season because they're like 24-minute episodes or 22-minute episodes mm-hmm. once you get commercials out of the way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like it, it's really easy to kind of binge watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mindy Kaling, formerly of The Office.
2: Formerly of The Office, and it's a lot of uh, Office people came over mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes, writers and BJ Novak, too, right? BJ Novak, is, or? I believe yeah. he's a writer on the show, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, they have a pretty good cast and everything, too. They so. have
2: a spectacular cast. Yeah. The Duplass brothers, yeah. who kind of you know, created the mumblecore genre of film. Yeah. Yeah. They play uh, midwives. They're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, Steven Tobolowski was in it in the first few episodes, but he's not in it anymore, right? No. Okay. I don't even remember him. Being you don't. Know? Yeah. Before, he yeah. was. He was like the head doctor or something. Yeah. In in the, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so that's your number five.
2: Yeah. They added Adam Pally for the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the majority of the first season happened in 2013, and that's why I'm kind of counting it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the the first part, the beginning of the second season took place in 2013 as well. Oh, okay. And they've added Adam Pally, was from uh, an ABC sitcom called uh... Crap, It's Slipping My Mind. Mm. But he's really hilarious. He's the newest kind of cast member. Yeah. They had James Franco on for a oh, bit yeah, as a recurring yeah. character. It's, a, it's an extraordinary cast and really, really funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. Had to check that one out. So yeah, my number five is The Following. The following. Yeah. Wow. Curveball. <laughs> yeah, so... so Heard good things. Right. I mean, it was a pretty good show. It's one of the few new shows that actually lasted this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, like, Awake? Awake? Awake. Right, Awake. That was pretty awake, good. Awake, wow. Yeah, I totally forgot about Awake. Yeah, the Awake was really good. And, and dang, I'm, I'm really... I think it should have... They should have given it a whole season. It only wow. lasted about six or seven episodes, and they were I really had, good. I people
2: like me are to blame, because I saw the trailer for that, yeah. and it had one of the best trailers for a television show I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. It was really good, and it's and I unfortunate. I didn't watch a single episode. <laughs> but it's really unfortunate that that show got canceled. But the following is one of those shows that kind of reminded me of that, where uh, it was a really interesting premise and everything. You know, it's Kevin Bacon, the, the, formerly of the FBI. He gets brought back to try to track down this serial killer that has been building, like, this cult. And, you know, obviously Kevin Bacon is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Sounds a bit like the movie Hannibal. Yeah, sh- yeah kind of. <laughs> uh, but James Pierfoy is in it, too. Uh, he's really good. You know, it just has a really good cast. Even though some of the acting at times was not that great, you know, I found it to be really entertaining. And they did a really good job of actually throwing... You off at times by you know having some twists and turns along the way, just uh-huh. when you thought the show was getting a little bit predictable. But it was overall it was a really fun show to watch, mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of Edgar Allan Poe references in it. It's a lot of action, a lot of drama, and everything. There's always some kind of love story involved too. Um, and what's her name from from uh, Justified? Isn't it Natalie Z? I believe is her name. She's, Natalie Z. Yeah, she yeah she's, yeah, she's from uh, Justified. But, yeah, it was just a really fun show. I really liked it. I thought the writing was pretty decent. And, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised that I... Like, I did not expect to, to actually continue the, the series as, a, as, a, you know, as the season went along. Uh, but now I'm actually really looking forward to season two, which is going to start really yeah. soon. So, yeah, the following, Kevin Bacon. Um, so, yeah, that brings us to, I guess, my number four. Your number four. And my number four is a very popular show from HBO, and that's Girls. Girls, wow! Yeah, really? Yes, I'm shocked. Really? Yes, Why? I don't even
2: remember you. This was a show that I told you to watch, and I don't remember oh. ever hearing that you caught up on it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Wow. Yeah, I I was really into it, man. I was yeah. just—it's kind of one of those shows that kind of hooked me, you know. And you know, with season one, and and I know you said you didn't think season. 2 was as good as season 1. Nah. I liked it a lot. Uh-huh. I thought it was really good. Uh, but yeah, it's Lena Dunham's it, show. It went a lot darker in season it, two. it did. It went a lot darker. But anyways, the show's about the struggle of these young girls to try to start their adult life in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lena Dunham, who directed Tiny Furniture, starred in it wrote it. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, we yeah watched it. Yeah. We talked about it before. Did we? Yeah, yeah with my sister. On the oh, show. right, Green, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it has a really good cast. Allison Williams... Uh, the daughter of Brian Williams. The daughter of Brian Williams. Yeah, she's in this, and she's she's you know she's great. A good young cast, you know they had they've had actually a, a, a lot of guest appearances. Most notably Patrick Wilson, who was in a in an episode in it a was great been, that was a great, fantastic. Episode. I think that was the best episode of second yeah. season. Yes. Yeah, it was like just even great like the directing, and it was 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 great. And yeah, too everything about that episode was fantastic. Uh, Donald Glover is in it in a couple of episodes from Community. Jenny Slate is in uh, an episode. Mike Birbiglia, who I'm a big fan of, uh-huh. you know, he he's in it. So they have, they've had a lot of really good uh, guest appearances, um, but the show in itself is just really interesting. The characters are really interesting. It's like, it really thrives on the flaws of their main characters, especially mm-hmm. Lena Dunham's. Um, but it's just a, it's a, it's a really entertaining show.
2: Yeah, I, I really like the show. It didn't make my list, but, you know, I, I really agree with you that uh, the way it it analyzes the flaws of their characters the way Mm. it it, it kind of shows the flaws of their characters and just generally the show feels so subversive the use of nudity which is something that has come up recently because of you know a reporter. I don't know if you've heard the uh, like the recent controversy over the last few days. Mm-hmm. A reporter asked them while they were at their media junket why there was so much nudity in the show, and he didn't see the point of it. He could see it on other shows why they would titillate but but this show it's yeah. not titillating. Why would you do it? And it yeah. seems see, it seemed he couldn't quite grasp the point even as he was stating the yeah. point uh-huh. to a degree. I mean, there's so much nudity because it's it's, it's they're they're normalizing it. Yeah, it's, there's right. no, there's nudity in real life and mm-hmm. it's. It's not necessarily titillating. Right. It's just it's there, Yeah. and I, I feel like what this show is doing, it's she's really trying to accomplish important things with the show. She's really trying to, to to say something with the way she treats their characters, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. I uh, as as the series goes along, mm-hmm. I like the characters less and less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then maybe that's what I was saying. I wasn't as big a fan of the second season as I was of the first season. Mm-hmm. Just because I felt like the first season was a lot more fun. Yeah. And I just, I had a lot more fun watching You're right, it. you're the right. The second season is, is generally not fun. Right. It gets pretty dark. It does. Uh, but that doesn't make it a worse show. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it changed what its goal was, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that's great. It's yeah. great. Like I said, I really appreciate what the show is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I continue to watch. I've seen every episode, and I've seen the first two episodes. I guess
0: it premiered this weekend. So yeah, I mean, it really does tend to concentrate on how shitty it is yeah, at that they're stage all of kind people's of life awful people, right? And it's like how how in that point in, in, in people's lives, Their early twenties, yeah, just coming, out they're knowledge. awful, right? It's <laughs> like you're awful. You you're trying to find out what kind of person you really are, and you you know, and you're trying to find your place in the world. And it's, like, in a process, you you find out a lot of shitty things about yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, like, where you need to improve in your life and also yeah, just, like, how you handle relationships, all that stuff, how everything's just, like, mostly a disaster. Yeah. Like, yeah, it totally thrives on all that stuff. Yeah, and all the that. show
2: is kind of a lightning rod for controversy because people uh-huh. are – it feels like Diablo Cody, the way people think of Diablo Cody is whether they don't know whether she is writing – her characters, whether she believes they're realistic
0: yeah.
2: or whether she is creating, you know, fanciful characters. Right. And so people think if they don't think she is, if, if they think she is taking her characters too seriously, they don't like her. Yeah. And I feel like that's similar uh, with Lena Dunham. If, yeah. if people People's opinion on the show and of Lena Dunham kind of it, it hinges on how they think she views her character. Right. And I think the 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 real key to how she views her characters is in the fact that in her show, while they are like horrible people,
1: mm.
2: there's always seems to be someone in the show who recognizes that they're horrible people. Right. And it's like whether she thinks her characters are right, then you if you think that she thinks her characters are right, mm-hmm. then you probably don't like her.
0: Yeah.
2: But I, I think the yeah. fact that there's, there always seems to be someone in the show who recognizes how awful they all are. And, and as long as there is that is the case, then you know she is viewing them you know, from afar. Mm-hmm. She's creating awful characters. The, uh, <laughs>
0: the Charlie Tolo character, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it was, it's played by Christopher Abbott, the guy that was dating uh, Allison Williams' character. Right. Like I think he's used for a lot of that in the show. Mm-hmm. you know like oh it's kind of like yeah, as, yeah it's kind of
2: the the person who is the audience perspective character. right yeah
0: I think he's that guy you know yeah. what I'm saying and and yeah they used him really effectively too on the show yeah because
2: the second season finale was really controversial in that regard yeah whether or not she thought that like there was a kind of the idea of whether that was a happy ending or a sad ending right. And and if you think that she thought that was a happy ending then you might not be happy
0: about it or yeah those last two episodes of the show were were man there was something else they were really yeah like, really entertaining really good yeah, but um, I
2: tend to just be, I tend to give her the benefit of the doubt because, uh, like, like I said, there always seems to be someone there always seems to be someone in the show with my perspective on the characters.
0: Yeah, and season three is going to be starting really soon. Or it started. It start? it, they oh, showed two start? episodes yesterday. Two episodes. Okay, so that's on HBO. Check it out. So that brings us to your number four, right? Yeah, my
2: number four, and this might surprise you, my number four uh-huh. is Breaking Bad.
1: What? Oh yeah! No, no! I,
2: I definitely think it deserves to be in the top five, despite your objections. Uh, yeah, it was. No, well, it's not. Okay, it was. Ahead. It was a real like crazy finish to the the the, the Breaking Bad saga. Yeah. I know your reaction is because you think it should be higher. <laughs> in my opinion, though, the series, as great as the series was, yes, like
0: 2013 Breaking Bad was like half a season. It was a uh, sixteen episodes. It was a full season. It was the full season. Yes. Yeah, they just took a break in between, in between episodes. It was uh, eight episodes, and they took a break, and yeah. another eight episodes.
2: In my opinion, yeah, season five is a, is the weakest season in Breaking Bad.
0: Wow, I'm actually pretty shocked. It, right listen, like, it was like extremely
2: shocked, actually. Yeah, I figured as much. It was uh, it was definitely, in my opinion, good enough to make the top five, uh-huh. to make the top four even, but. uh... Okay. uh yeah, uh, in terms of what I was getting from the show as I watched it on mm. a weekly basis, you know, separate from kind of the hype and the, the the energy around it with the audience. Yeah, yeah, it was it was only really, really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that more <laughs> later. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling I'm it's going to come shocked. up again. I'm pretty shocked. I figured you'd be shocked. I, I strongly disagree with you <laughs> on that. I don't think it Uh, it was
2: the strongest season.
0: Okay, all right. Well, fair enough. So that was your number four, and that takes us to your number three. Sure does. My number three is
2: Orange is the New Black. Uh This is the the new Netflix show. The third, I think, maybe the third show that Netflix has launched on its own? It's
0: it's about four. Because there's Arrested Development. There's Arrested Development. There's
2: Lilyhammer. Lilyhammer was not a Netflix production, though. Netflix uh, co-produced it oh. with a European company, and that company, it aired over there. Gotcha. So it's not necessarily a Netflix, pure Netflix Arrested production.
0: Development, House of Cards, and then that Wolf show is another one. Wolf? There's a Wolf show. Are yeah, you sure? Yeah. There's a horror show. A horror
2: show, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's right? not called Wolf. No, <laughs> I am
0: saying I'm just saying like there's a wolf involved or something, uh, right? I don't a werewolf? Know. Yeah. Uh anyways, yeah. That's what so. I
2: mean. So, it's so I said third or fourth. I don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. which which order they okay. came in. Yeah,
0: Lily uh, Lily threw me off then. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Orange
2: is the new black. This is, it's based on the real life story of a woman Piper Piper Chapman. Well, Piper Chapman's a character in the show. Yeah. The actual woman who went to jail and wrote the book "Oranges." the Oh, Black.
0: right, right, I saw her name, too, in the, in the credits. Yeah, it's always too. in the credits. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's
2: based on the true story of a woman. It's loosely based, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, on the story of a woman who, who was, like, you know, upper-class woman who had committed a crime in her youth. Like and 10 years before yeah, and she got sent to prison. is sent to prison now.
0: Yeah.
2: And the show kind For of For drug smuggling. Yes, and the show yeah. kind of surrounds her time in prison the culture shock of her being, you know, integrated into a prison. Mm -hmm.
0: It's really great. It's really damn good. It's It's really,
2: really great. Yeah, Uh, We saw in our last episode, Pauline listed it in her top five shows of all time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd go that far, Mm -hmm. uh, but absolutely it it, is in my top five uh, of the season because it was so, it was, prior to, to watching this show... I had a certain expectation of what it might be. And it, that's what kept me from watching it. It actually came out in July. I only watched it very recently. Yeah. But I didn't want to watch it because I had this image in my head to some degree of, like, the show Oz. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. prison dramas. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I didn't want to go through that. Uh-huh. And then uh, I finally committed to watching it because we we're starting to put together our list for the year end. And I thought I... I needed to check this out. Mm -hmm. And in the first episode, uh, someone from the prison is actually talking to the prisoners. And I feel like they're talking to the audience as well, where he he tells them, this is not Oz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they're making it clear to the audience, like, nope, you're not, this is not that dark. Uh This is going to be a lot lighter than than what you think it's going to be. It's going to be funnier than you think it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, I I, I thought it was really like kind of funny and, and kind of, Realistic, or not—not not necessarily realistic, but humanizing in the way they treat all of the characters. Yeah, yeah. Despite the humor, there are there's like a couple exceptions, maybe like or I would think one exception, really, mm. uh, of of characters that aren't really they I don't they don't feel that fleshed out to me, or they mm. are, but they still feel a little fantastical. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of like it, the way they treat the characters is very honest and very you know yeah. very yeah kind and, I suppose. Yeah,
0: it's a fantastic show and. Another thing is that, like, I like how every episode, for the most part, concentrates on one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of what you're talking about, how you're saying that some of them might be a little more, like, caricatures. Yeah, kind over of, the, the top. Yeah. You know, but they didn't, like, they did have a backstory for a lot of the characters, right, during, mm-hmm. in this first season. But I think that there's still a lot to... to to go back on for those characters. There's still more that they can explore with them. Yeah. And I think that in the next season, they're going to be able to do that, not only with, with those characters they've already had the backstory for. Yeah. Because even like even when you look at those episodes and, and some what, of the backstories yeah. they had, they didn't really show too much of the backstory. They just gave mm-hmm. you a small glimpse. and I think They give the you feature, enough to, to
2: understand where those people are coming
0: right. from. Right. So I, there, there's still some characters they haven't touched on that I'm assuming, like, that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna share their story in season two, mm. you know, and so that's why I'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt for some of those things too, yeah. Because they've done a pretty good job so far. And yeah, they did. One, a... They did a really good job of showing you some of the backstory of the other characters. Yeah, and what you're referring to is like the A plot, the B plot, and the C plot of mm-hmm.
2: every story. The A plot is what's happening in prison now. The B plot is a taking one character from that prison mm. environment. And showing you how they got to prison, yeah. if not exactly how they got to prison, but then a slice of what their life was like prior to give right. you an idea yeah. of what led to them being in prison. Yep. And the c plot is her husband outside of the show, yeah. kind of seeing how he's getting along with this. Yeah, that show. I played I by really Jason think. Biggs too. Played by Jason
0: Biggs. It's pretty good. I mean, he's pretty good. Eh, in this yeah, role. He was pretty okay. good. yeah, it's pretty good. He was all right. I mean, I, it's like
2: my, 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 my catchphrase was stop big time in me." That's what I think every time. Every time I saw Jason Biggs, <laughs> I don't want to see him anymore. He, I, I wasn't a fan of whenever they cut to him. Really? I feel like he kind of slowed down, and I mean, towards the end of the season, uh, it got a little better because I got a little more interested in what he was doing and yeah. his what, the way his character was was progressing. Yeah. But in the early parts of the season, I felt like every time they cut to him, I was like,
0: just get back to the prison, really? get no. back to the thing I'm interested in. No, I mean, I, I I didn't mind it too much. Nah. Uh, you know it was served a story like everything about that yeah. relationship and like the contrast between that relationship and his rela- her relationship with uh Laura Prepon's uh character mm-hmm. in the show like you need that like it's like these two different lives that she kind of lived in her life you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. you know yeah. so it's like i i thought that was extremely important to establish what kind of uh, character she is you yeah. know what i'm saying piper was but I, I just didn't find it as interesting
2: what, no. as what was happening in the prison generally. Fair enough. And another show, interestingly, like a show very uh, unusually has a, a almost totally female cast. It's, mm-hmm. There's only a few males in the cast. Yeah, and uh, they use them to great effect, certainly. But it's it's really unusual to have so many females in a cast. Mm-hmm. Most shows are are dominated by males. Yeah. Yeah. And another show where there is a there's a lot of nudity mm-hmm. but it is not titillating. It's right. just kind of like normal. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of become desensitized to it.
0: Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So that was your number 3? That was my number 3. Yeah. All right. And my number 3 is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yep so Game of Thrones is. this was season 3 the season 3 of Game of Thrones, of, uh, Game of Thrones. big the season humongous season yeah. it is the best season so far of you know of the 3 uh-huh. in my opinion and you know obviously has one of the most memorable moments in TV history what craziness we this can't really talk, is, yeah, about, it can't talk detail, about it in detail but but yeah it was just an incredible emotional moment and we read the books what's that?
2: That's, I was actually... Yeah, I didn't know if I should say it now or later. Uh-huh. Uh, that's actually my number two, so it might save us some time. Oh, okay. We, <laughs> yeah,
0: because you're going to... yeah well, You you listed your number three, right? Yeah. So it's your number two. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we've read the books. Yes. Well, I've read... I've read all of the books. Okay. Actually, no, I'm, I'm one book behind. I've read all but the
2: most recently released book. The number five? Yeah, so I've read the first four books.
0: Okay, so I have also read the first four books. And book three covers what's gonna be seasons 3 and 4 of the series yeah
2: so what, essentially this last season of Game of Thrones is the first
0: half yeah. of book 3 so so what's coming up is gonna be the second half of book right. 3 a right. lot of stuff's gonna happen right. though, so there's a lot more to yeah. go but uh, nevertheless the reason I brought that up is because even as as someone that read the books and knew what was gonna happen mm-hmm. in the series like that moment was still <laughs> like so fucking effective like and it it still hit me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh, it this incredible. season was extraordinary. Yeah.
2: And the, the creators, David Benoit, 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 something like that. Um, I don't
0: know. Sure.
2: Yeah. The two okay. guys who created the show, they, they've spoken about it publicly before, that their impetus for making the show was after reading the third book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were oh, two really? moments that they, that they emailed back to each other to, to kind of get them hyped up. Like, one of them sent the other one two moments. Uh, from the book that both happened in this past season and said, We have to make this a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those moments, it seems so weird we can't talk about them. Yeah. Both of those moments were executed perfectly on the show. Yeah. And it was, I mean, like if you're not on this train, it must be because you don't have HBO. You know,
0: and, and this is kind of one of those perfect examples of people that kind of hold the literary material. The mm-hmm. literature too too close to the chest, in oh. my opinion. Because it's like there seems to be a division for most of the book readers. I'm the, there, man. I'm yeah. straddling that line. You know, <laughs> like people... Because, like, there are always going to be some changes when you, when you translate something from literature to film yeah. or television. As we
2: spoke about in our Ender's Game podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly. And this is one of the perfect, if not the perfect example of something like that because there have definitely been... A lot of changes, uh-huh. right? Um, but I can tell you right now, as someone that absolutely loves the books, mm. like totally loves the books, you know, <laughs> that I think this is a great show. Yeah, you know, and I think that they do, for the most part, they do a pretty good justice to the to the to the literature. Yeah, they've changed
2: and, the most. They changed a lot of little minor things. Yeah, but they've kept kind of the overall <clears throat> thrust of the show, what's happening. timeline of what's going on they've kept that largely the same yeah and you know an argument can be made that there are different there are certainly there are different parts of the seasons there are moments that happen in episodes Mm -hmm. that here that adhere exactly to the book where Mm -hmm. they will keep it you know word for word yeah and there are other parts where they kind of go away from it an argument can be made that the parts where they stick really close to the book are the best parts. Yeah. Uh, which true. I would make that argument. Yeah. But just in general, you understand that they have to change certain things. And the way they've gone about it has been, you know, really effective. They've, they've, they've kind of hooked its audience. And and I've always wondered, as someone who's read the books, I hear it's very hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I worry about them getting away from that. I worry about them losing people. There are so many characters... Yeah. And because of George R. R. Martin, the writer of the books that, these, that the show is based upon, because of his dedication to realism, mm-hmm. uh, he has a lot of characters who have very similar names. Mm-hmm. Which is like you know traditionally in fiction, you're not going to have two guys named Tom because right. you don't want your audience to get confused. Yeah. But in his like, there's a lot of guys named yeah. there are a lot of people named Rob or yeah. you, know, you know they're John or they're the guys who have similar names yeah. because in real life people would have similar names. Right. And that can get confusing, and I worry that it's losing people. But if anything, from what I've heard, the audience reaction for the le- this last season, mm-hmm. certainly because of the events that took place, right? It, like, this is the show is only building more momentum as yeah. it goes along.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the, when when the series premieres soon, because I know they just released a new trailer April sixth. April sixth. I've watched the trailer oh, like gonna... seven times. <laughs> I have not seen it at all.
2: It's incredible. You need yeah. to watch it okay. for people who've read the books. That they've released little snippets. Uh, like, Vine videos of, of just, like, like three-second scenes. Yeah. But for people who have read the book, it's like, you oh, recognize really? where every oh, scene cool. is, and it's crazy. It's oh, so I gotta great. check that out. It's so great. Yeah. I uh, can't, it's so great. Yeah. If you don't have HBO, like, download it illegally. Just <laughs> get, it, get it some way. Don't
0: do it illegally. <laughs> get um, it some way. You gotta be watching the show. Yeah, it's it's a pretty fantastic show. Uh, I really like it. And, and yeah, there's bunch of characters and everything and it can be a little overwhelming at times the information they're throwing at you Mm. um but it's it's a really really it's so weird to
2: talk about this season because i feel like it's so hard to even just discuss
0: you can't even say names really because it's like it's spoiler in itself for people that haven't even started the show if you've seen the first season towards the end of the first
2: season something crazy happens that kind of it's like a, a, a first for a television series just in general yeah and somehow this season is crazier yes
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, So that's Game of Thrones, and uh, season four will be starting in April. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes us to my number two, and number two is one a show we were just talking about: Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. So just like just to reiterate everything we were talking about, um, really good show, good writing, good cast, and really interesting characters. Um, I think a lot of your my opinion changed of the you know about the like my opinion about the characters changed as the episodes went along. Yeah. You know, like. So they kind of mess with you that way and mm. everything. But, you know, like I said, they're all really interesting. Every episode is really yeah. entertaining. And it's one of those shows that once you start it, you can't really stop. And especially because it's on Netflix, so every single episode is available automatically. Yeah. It's
2: Yeah, perfectly designed for binge watching. Yeah,
0: and, and like I said, you know, I just really dig, I'm really digging the backstories on, on the characters. And I'm looking forward to season two, which is going to start soon, I, I, I've heard. Soon? oh uh, yeah. Well, the
2: last one came out in July, so I'm imagining the oh, next yeah. one will yeah. come out it's in gonna July. It's going to come out really soon. It was renewed for a second season before they released it. So. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah, it's a really good show. If you haven't seen it, all all the episodes are available on Netflix. Yeah, and
2: the way it ended, like...
0: Oh, my god, It
2: ended... I got into a rhythm where I would watch yeah. two episodes, and the next night I'd watch one, and the next night I'd watch two more, and the next night I'd watch one. So yeah. I, it, I spread it out for a little while. Uh-huh. Uh, it was great. But after that last episode... Like, I, I, I hated the fact that I couldn't immediately watch the next one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, what a cliffhanger, huh? But, yeah. <laughs> but... And like, everything feels earned. Yeah.
2: Everything, everything that happens in the show feels as though that character would behave in that
0: way. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's like, they kind of do introduce these characters that seem a little bit off the wall, like crazy eyes. Yeah. But then it's crazy like... Crazy eyes! But then it's crazy like... Eyes. They, but then you learn a little bit more about her yeah. later on. And it's like... Oh, okay. Like that's what I was
2: saying. Like that was one of the characters that I felt was like a caricature. Yeah. When it's, when the show started, and then as the show goes along, you realize like hey, no, they they're, they're they, able they humanize to humanize her. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So that that's just a really good show. And uh let me say, Taryn uh, Terry Manning. I love Terry Manning. If this girl was like. Born to play this role or something because she's like, well, she plays incredible, this, she plays this kind of role a lot. Yeah, but this is like, oh my god, like, this is her role, you know.
2: Like, I it can't imagine anybody else is, playing this. She is related to the Mannings. Oh, really? She is Peyton and Eli Manning's cousin. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. But yeah, like, yeah, that character is and also, insane. Note, tasty has
2: a cameo in Girls. Tasty. Tasty. You don't remember the character,
0: Tasty? Which is she?
2: I can't tell you a plot (laughs) detail because people are listening.
0: Okay. She's in Girls. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. (laughs) In the third season of Girls. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, Well, I'll know when I see it. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah.
2: People listening at home, you're going to love Tasty. She's great.
0: (laughs) So, Mike. Yes. Your number two was also Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yes. So what's your number one?
2: My number one, House of Cards. Oh, Wow. My number one show of 2013 mm. is a year that contained Game of Thrones Season 3, Orange is the New Black, and the final season of Breaking Bad. Mm. My number one show is the other Netflix original, House of Cards. Interesting. Uh show from David Fincher,
1: Yeah,
2: co directed by David Fincher, mm-hmm. uh, written and directed by David Fincher, and uh, the writer of the Ryan Gosling political drama.
0: Oh, the one with George Clooney?
2: Yeah, the Ides of March. The Ides of March. Yeah,
0: a very underrated movie. I think I watched. It was that, if you're uh,
2: someone who digs political dramas, that was yeah. a really good political drama. Mm-hmm. That was written by uh, Bo Willimon. <laughs> okay, so Bo Willimon and David Fincher writing it, starring Kevin Spacey,
0: Robin Wright Penn? a Robin Wright. I say Robin Robin Wright, yeah. yeah. She, she divorced, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because she's. Getting married to Ben Foster. This is an aside What? That we're going to have to talk about after ben the show. Ben Foster? Ben Foster.
0: What? Right. Isn't she like 15 this is a, years older than that guy? This is a guy? post-show
2: discussion. Okay, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. A discussion that we're going to have. <laughs>
0: Holy shit. I yeah. had no idea.
2: But Robin Wright, who is an awesome actress, and I, I must say... Someone who amazingly seems to be getting more beautiful. Oh as she my god, ages, I right? saw her.
0: I saw her last night at the Golden
2: Globes. Right, gorgeous. Wow. Right, I was like, whoa. Like from <laughs> yeah. from the uh, Princess Bride, where she was yeah. a pretty girl. Yeah. To like I like I said, it feels like she's Gump, getting more like, beautiful this time. Yeah. But she's a great actress. Obviously, she yeah. worked with David Fincher on The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Interestingly. He, I'm uh, um, working on the set of A Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in which he was working with Rooney Mara. Mm. Her sister, Kate Mara, came to visit the set. He met her, and Kate Mara is also in House of Cards. Wow. She plays a the detective. Yeah, they just released recently a d- uh, director's commentary for it on Netflix, mm-hmm. so you can listen to it along, mm-hmm. and he mentioned that. That mm. was an interesting note. Interesting. So I shared it with oh, our cool. audience.
0: All right. <laughs> the more you know, I my But out. she's also <laughs> very good in, the, in this show. Oh, that's cool. The, and
2: Corey Stoll who you might remember in in Midnight in Paris. Okay. Corey Stoll, who in Midnight in Paris, he played mm-hmm. Ernest Hemingway. Oh. Like, he was the, the best. He, the, if you remember the Hemingway yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was, like, one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. Now, in this one, he plays a congressman who has, you know, battling demons, drug-addicted, mm. alcoholic congressman mm. uh, who is kind of taken under his wing, you know, of, of Kevin Spacey. This is just an extraordinary cast, mm. extraordinary writing. And this was a show where it's 13 episodes. And this was, I, like I said, I spaced out my Orange is a New Black viewing. For this one, I watched, like, th- six episodes straight. Mm. And then the next day, watched another six or seven <laughs> episodes. Like, I, I couldn't get it out of my head. I had to see what was going to happen in the next episode. It's like this incredibly tense political drama it's extraordinary,
0: and it was the best yeah.
2: piece of television that w- that happened this year. I
0: can guarantee that show would be in my top five yeah. if I watched it, and I really think it would too. Yeah, because like, and one of the reasons why I didn't watch it is because I started watching Orange is the New Black oh. in preparation for this, and I thought I was gonna, you know, I was gonna flip flop and watch a couple episodes of that and then this, but I kind of have like the opposite effect, I guess. Mm-hmm. When I watch Orange is the New Black, it's like I w- I would watch four or five episodes at a time yeah. I finished it like in three days you know like wow. I watched the whole series in three days that's how good it was I
2: can't wait for you to get through this one so we yeah, can I, I mean, so we talk I, a little more in depth about it
0: yeah <laughs> I, I definitely need to need to check that show out but it's yeah um, it's fantastic it's, it's exactly
2: as you would as good as you would hope coming from David Fincher post social mm-hmm. network like See, but I, I did not directing.
0: Fan. I didn't know he was directing all the episodes I thought, he, yeah. I thought he just did the first one. I know
2: he did the first two at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he did more than that, but I'm not I'm not certain. I can't say okay. for sure. Mm-hmm. But it the it certainly feels like David Fincher. Mm-hmm. It, there's every episode there, there's no like individual voice like with Breaking Bad you might you can tell different episodes who's directing them mm-hmm. because they all kind of while well, they're all kind of similar, they all have a like, kind of unique Perspective I guess From the yeah. director uh, This All the way through Feels like Fincher
0: Alright Yeah I'm gonna take that out man Alright so That brings us to My number one And I think this comes As no surprise But not my number one Is Breaking Bad Breaking Bad I mean I don't know how it can Be so low on your list uh-huh. Because Breaking Bad This might be You know what I'm gonna go ahead and say It, it is the Best final season Of any show I've ever seen In my entire life Mm-hmm. It's just incredible, and I think that one of the things that maybe kind of hurt it, quote unquote or whatever, mm. is that people don't really know how to interpret it last season, whether it was the last eight episodes or you know sixteen episodes, uh-huh. because and it, it caused a lot of confusion because because the first eight episodes of the season were available on Netflix before the other eight were, you know, because of that, that long break watch in between. Them, yeah. yeah. So I think people kind of see it as different seasons but no it was actually the final season was 16 episodes long and really when you got to look at all those the the whole the whole season as a whole those 16 episodes and they were just phenomenal and and especially those last eight seasons those last eight seasons were some of the most tense and just exciting freaking my argument
2: would be while you look at it as one season yeah the first eight episodes aired in 2012 all of them yeah the last eight episodes aired in 2013. Yeah. Now, it's from my perspective, mm-hmm. they list it as one season, but in reality, it's two seasons.
0: Okay. I mean, I could...
2: Y- they're, they're a year apart.
0: Hey. Well, they're not a year apart. They they're were not, almost like exactly months. a year apart.
2: It ran from July to September in 2012, and then it ran from
0: August to September in 2013. Was Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. A full year. Those last those last eight episodes still yeah. were very very to, for me like oh my god they were so incredible every single episode was an event as well those last eight episodes everyone you know was was watching like the the ratings for these for these episodes were, yeah they were, were crazy. outstanding yeah and um, I I don't think there's never been a show like that before mm. you know for me where where we would have like. Breaking Bad kind of get-togethers just mm. to watch every single episode. Like, that's how big this whole thing was, you know? Mm. And uh, and especially that finale, you know, it's like it was an event. Yeah. Kind of like the Lost thing, but but I think... It's
2: it's more so now, I think, not just because of the show, mm. but also because it's hitting at the right time where all this stuff's kind of happening. Twitter is so ubiquitous. yeah this The, the kind of live television communal experience is a thing now. Yeah in no small part due to Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but Breaking Bad also kind of benefited from the environment being ripe for something Absolutely, like that. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to get more of that as oh, time goes on. Definitely. I mean, certainly you referenced, uh, uh, like a week ago or a couple weeks ago on Twitter, mm-hmm. about the Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. About how the doc- the latest Doctor Who was Christmas, actually, right? Yeah, the Christmas yep. show. Mm-hmm. How that was like a big communal viewing experience. Right. Everyone was live streaming. Everyone was watching it at the same time. Yeah. So I feel like we're kind of that was kind of ushered in this era mm-hmm. of what is going to be kind of the norm from now on yeah. for like
0: a big show. Yep. And yet yeah, Breaking Bad was, had all that, you know, and, and, and it was just, it's incredible to to be a part of something like that. Uh. And it's not just because we have all this access to all this social, uh, uh, social networking and everything, mm. but I think because Breaking Bad earned it anyways, mm. you know, because it's just that great of a show that, You know every single episode. You know the last half of the last season was such an event, and Mm -hmm. especially that series finale. And it didn't. It actually closed everything off properly. Yeah. And um. And it was just a really fantastic show. Yeah. Totally entertaining. I
2: absolutely agree with that. The reason it didn't make it. The reason it wasn't higher in my top five is Mm -hmm. because I am judging it on those last eight episodes. Yeah. And for me, those last eight episodes, while good, and while you might even be right about it being the best final season of any show. Ever Yeah uh, It's not like that was the be- It wasn't That wasn't the best season Of the show Uh huh And For me it's like That was It was like What the would you weakest... say The best season, the oh, best season was jeez uh, Season one was incredible um, Then
0: Most people say That's the weakest season Really Yeah uh, I want I to talk to you. Yeah.
2: Season one had my favorite scene, which was the intervention scene uh, yeah. of the entire series. Yeah. So maybe that's why it stuck uh-huh. with me so much. Yeah, it wasn't for that's me. That's when
0: you realize Brian Cranston's greatness. Right? Yeah, for me it was like
2: <laughs> the, the 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 second half of season five was for me the weakest season of this of the series. Hmm. Even though I mean what we're talking about, it's it's all so great that mm-hmm. even the weakest season for me is you know my fourth best season right. of anything that happened this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I i don't, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh but just it didn't grab me the way any of those other things grabbed me. If 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 it was like a life it was a lifetime achievement award, you're telling me which of these shows were the best, obviously mm. that would be number one. It was the best shows of any of the ones I had listed in my top five. Yeah. But this season, judging it on this season alone, it doesn't make my top three.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. All right. Well that's my number one. And I number think it's one. amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that's our list. That's our list. Any yeah, thoughts no. on the list? I mean, I think
2: it's really interesting that in my list, two of the shows, in fact, two of the top three shows mm.
0: are Netflix originals. Like, that, what does it yeah. say about
2: where we are right now?
0: You're right. I mean, because, like, even when they started, when Netflix started doing that, people weren't really sure what to make of it. Mm. But, like, obviously, it's working. Whatever Netflix is doing is working. Yeah. You know, by releasing all these shows, like, immediately, making them available so quickly like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's totally working there there have
2: been critics of that method like Bill Simmons uh, popular sports and media commentator Mm -hmm. has talked about how he doesn't how he thinks the show loses a lot when you just dump all the episodes at once yeah as opposed to like Breaking Bad where it can sustain all that hype because on a week to week basis everyone's talking about it Mm -hmm. whereas with like House of Cards that was a big thing House of Cards came out and some people watched it and they were raving about it and saying how great it was but only a small percentage of people watched all of it. Yeah. And then, like, a few weeks would go by, and another group of people would watch it, and they would rave about it. Mm-hmm. But it never got that mass hype. Right. And so you do kind of miss out on that. Yeah. And I worried before, like, when I first saw that they were going to do that, like, if it was really good, I worried that I wouldn't, it wouldn't stick with me as much as something like Breaking Bad. Because mm-hmm. obviously, the, the the experience of Breaking Bad yeah. went over eight weeks. And it was yeah. eight awesome weeks for me, and that's how I remember it, whereas House of Cards was one awesome weekend. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you see movies, and then you see a sequel to a movie, and there's like two years in between those generally, mm-hmm. unless it's like a Hobbit movie, and then you're going to see like one every year. <laughs> uh, but you remember it from a year ago. You remember that one or two or three hours you saw a year ago, mm-hmm. and it stays fresh in your mind. And for this, like it's 13 hours or 12 hours. Yeah. So it, it does stick with me the same way. Like I, I feel like if I saw a movie last year yeah. that, that stays with me, only this is just such a more grand experience. Seeing yeah. you know twelve hours of of an incredible political drama yeah. or something, and I think it's really interesting. Like Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, mm-hmm. is a kind of his comment picked up a lot of steam when he said to the uh, I think it was like the New York Times that their goal at, at Netflix was to become HBO before HBO could become Netflix oh wow okay and that's what their approach is to yeah. creating these dramas and creating these shows and clearly and how, it's paying off yeah
0: and how well did they rebound from all the controversy they started a couple of years ago like nobody even talks about any that's of that that's true stuff yeah, when anymore. they split the DVD plan yeah. and, and essentially doubled
2: the cost yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like
0: how furious were people and how many customers did they lose but it's like I think they're back to where they used to be you know yeah. what I'm saying it's like They've it's it's gotten to the point where now
2: it's like the the DVD or the the digital only plan yeah. is uh, which is the vast majority of people have mm-hmm. uh, they don't get the DVDs that's like eight or nine dollars yeah and I it, they've mm-hmm. gotten to the point now where people are like expecting them to raise prices and wouldn't have a problem with it yeah. if they raise it two dollars uh-huh. like yeah because really? it, it's an it's an incredible value at yeah. at like eight dollars nine dollars for
0: to Absolutely. get that stuff absolutely yeah so they totally rebounded nicely from
2: yeah i'm really stuff. looking forward to what they do next there's a wachowskis the wachowskis are doing a series really? yeah oh shit a sci-fi series nice. so there's there's gonna be a lot of stuff and i like the way they do it they find because they use their algorithm they know what their customers want mm-hmm. like they said with with uh, the way house of cards came about they knew the people subscribed to netflix love david fincher Mm-hmm. and they know they like Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So they approached the two of them and say, do you guys want to work together? We'll <laughs> give cool. you a bunch of money that to do <laughs> yeah. something. And they did it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this idea that they're okay with just, like, finding someone that they believe their audience will like and just giving them the money to do what they want yeah. without interference, without... And, and you see something like House of Cards or Orange is the New Black. You see really original work.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah
2: really impressed this is the year like I can only imagine what next year is going to be because right. we're getting in 2014 we're getting season 2 of House of Cards mm-hmm. which is is going to be insane it's so great people are already talking about it you're going to get sure. another season of Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. and then you're going to get what they're working on now you're going to mm-hmm. get the the next yeah. wave yeah.
0: so I'm, dude I'm looking forward to the Wachowski like, project yeah man.
2: next year who knows like 4 of the top 5 might be Netflix how that's crazy pretty, would that yeah, be yeah that's pretty fucking cool that they've kind of outdone <laughs> HBO
0: yep yeah. All right, so honorable mentions, real quick. A lot this year. Good year for TV. You know, there's there's a few. I, I listed a few here. Biggest Loser. Really? I know, yeah. <laughs> look, I wanted to I wanted to mention Biggest Loser because uh-huh. it's just a damn good show. Uh-huh. I wish people would watch this more. Like every it, time I hear like you talk about Biggest Loser, I think
2: of uh, what was it? Puff Daddy and in, in uh, what was that movie? Puff Daddy. Yeah. There was a movie with with P Diddy and uh, Pete. I'm, I'm gonna cycle through all of his names. <laughs> with Sean Combs, right. Sean uh, Combs. Yeah, uh, what was that comedy? Uh, ah, I forget it. My, my memory, I don't know what's happening in Made? my memory right now.
0: No, a comedy.
2: Yeah. With the scene where it's like he's with his family and he's like it's Biggest Loser time and they're all like celebrating.
0: Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, but I can't remember what it's from. But yeah, um, Biggest Loser. Some free a- walls. that's <laughs> I remember. Biggest Loser. Yeah, it's a reality show, but it's a damn fucking good show, man. It's like I don't know. I just because these are real people and everything struggling to do, you know with these real problems and it's just nice to see a, a reality show out there that's actually kind of trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And not some bullshit like the Kardashians, you know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I, I love The Biggest Loser. I just I just love this show so much. The Walking Dead. I've only seen five of the eight episodes so far, but I, I was actually kind of impressed, huh?
2: Get him to the Greek.
0: Oh, well, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Get him to the Greek well, well, with Jonah I, Hill and yeah. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. He was totally in that. Yeah, uh, that was um, the other
2: name I, I failed to remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, The Walking Dead. The first five episodes that I've seen of, 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 uh, of the eight that have been released have been really good. They're uh, really well done, you know, and, and there's not a lot, lot of action in it or anything, but I think that they're, they're finally doing kind of like where season two kind of failed for me uh-huh. horribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season is, is doing a great job of, of it, like the, just the directing and everything. And, yeah,
2: I was, a, I was a big fan of this season too. There yeah. was a point in the season where, I don't know, for at risk of spoilers, they, they f- started following someone else. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought, "Oh God!" They're gonna, like just apart from the group. They completely left the group we're following. Mm. We are we've been following for a couple seasons now, and they start following someone else. And that storyline became my favorite part. Really? And yeah. And then they they kind of rejoin it together. Mm. But like the, the the fact they did that, like that, really made me. Got me excited for the show again. Mm. And it it was really interesting, and certainly it's going to be a spin-off now. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. I don't know know if that's coming this year or next year, but yeah. But yeah, I thought this was a a pretty strong season for uh, The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Or I should say, is it the first half of the season? First half. Yeah, they're going to come back. I can't wait for that. Yeah,
0: so another one is Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
2: Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: A comedy that we mentioned last episode by Andy Samberg Uh um, on Fox.
2: Yeah, from the people behind Parks and Rec from a lot of the writers. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a really, really funny show. Yeah. A really, really funny cast, too. I've seen a few episodes of that. It's yeah, really like... I've been
2: on that show from from the beginning, from really? the jump. Yeah, I started uh, I started DVRing that. Yeah. And it's been, it's like I told you before, it's like the first show. There are those shows that you see on your DVR that you don't want to watch. You look at them and you're like, eh, I don't know if I'll watch it now. And then the next thing you know, you have six episodes of that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on <laughs> DVR that so you don't want to get <laughs> right. through. It. Uh, yeah. But Brooklyn ninety nine is always the first one I watch.
0: Yeah. You what? know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't even make my honorable mention. <laughs> I just thought about that. Uh, but yeah, Brooklyn is a really funny show. Uh, another one is The Americans. I watched a couple of episodes of this. Mm. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't, obviously I didn't finish the whole season, but I was really impressed by this show. And it's just like, they were really, it was a very cinematic show. And, and it stars Kerry Russell and Matthew Rice. I think that's how you say his name. So they're like Russian spies living in the U.S. and everything. And, man, it was just so good. The first couple episodes I watched, they were so good. And, uh, unfortunately, I fell behind. Mm. But it's one of those shows that also got a lot of high praise this season. So I'm really looking forward to um, it being available on Netflix or coming out on DVD cuz yeah cuz yeah I want I I didn't
2: see any of that but I heard it's one of those shows that I hear about like another show Justified mm-hmm. uh, the shows that like people I respect yeah. are like always talking about they yeah. really like it and like that that show for me I haven't seen any but I know it's probably really good yeah if, if the yeah. opinions people I respect that are but right. just as Justified Justified is coming off its fourth season this yeah. year and uh that fourth season, people rave about. Like, mm-hmm. they're saying it's one of the... It, it's the best season of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's a show that's been getting, like, you know, high praise yeah, since, yeah. It, since it first aired. The FX show, Justified. Yeah.
0: Were there any other? Oh, mentions? yeah, a
2: lot. Boardwalk Empire. Okay. I saw Boardwalk Empire this year. I, I watched the entire season. Mm-hmm. Really liked it. But it's, like... It's it's just not a show that I love. Yeah. I I watch it every week and I enjoy it this week they introduced or this year they introduced a new character that was really interesting Mm. Uh, so I I like what they did with the show and I I just tend to get a kick out of the idea that like they they have like Al Capone and you know characters like that who are minor characters who are gradually coming to to the forefront becoming more prominent they're having bigger roles in the crime world Mm -hmm. as the show goes along and I expect you know that's probably where they're going yeah Next season is going to be their last season. Uh, but this season was, yeah, it was really good. Also, Mad Men, which you don't watch, but is, you know... Well, I've
0: seen, like, most of season one, but I just can't really get into it that uh, much. So, you it, know, that and... is,
2: like, you know, one of, the, you know, universally Yeah, I mean, everyone adored did, totally, shows. yeah. Uh, it, it's coming off a pretty strong season. Yeah. Uh, the You know, the season, the year of, of the Kennedy assassination. And, mm. you know, so a lot of stuff happened in this last season. It was really, it, it was really good. Girls made my honorable mentions, and obviously made your top five list. I'm, yeah. I, I still remain, like I said, it's less fun than it used to be, but yeah. it's still, it's it's really interesting, and I really respect what they're doing. Yeah. A show I mentioned in a previous episode, The Bridge.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I I it didn't quite crack my top five. I felt like it took a long time to finally get where it was going, mm-hmm. But it, overall, it was really good, and I'm super excited about where it's going. Now, a, a one that popped into my mind that I forgot about until just prior to our recording mm. was Eastbound and Down. Oh yeah, yeah. Eastbound and Down. I guess like it's a. It takes a certain type of person to like <laughs> this show, uh, but if you're that type of person, uh-huh. you're gonna love this show. Uh. It's so great, and it's coming off of. Arguably the best season of the entire series. Mm. Where you know, yeah. he, he finally starts to get some power back and kind of become someone important again in the public eye mm. and immediately reverts to being the worst person in the
0: world. It's so uh, great. Yeah, because I, I watched season one and yeah. I just found him to be too damn obnoxious to continue. And <laughs> I know that's so part great of great it. About it. Yeah. I know that's part of his character, that's what he's the show terrible. is driven by. Yeah. But it was just like, I just don't even want to watch this guy. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, Uh, Another show I feel
2: like we have to mention, in in, you know, keeping in uh, the the theme of of Netflix, the mm -hmm. the emergence of Netflix as a producer of television shows, is the Resurrected Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was probably the most hyped of all the shows that they were going to produce coming into it. Really liked it. Didn't love it. I don't know. Yeah. If, did you watch it? Did you watch any of it? I watched the first two episodes, but no. then I haven't picked it up since It then. gets a lot better from there. That's what I hear, too. After yeah. the
0: first two episodes, everyone says it gets a lot better. Yeah, they but kind it, of find their groove.
2: And there's a lot of stuff happening in the first few episodes mm. that seems like it's going nowhere. and It's not very interesting. Yeah. And then as they go later in the season, everything kind of ties together. Yeah,
0: And you know, another thing that kind of like hurt the show, I heard, is that because of all the scheduling conflicts, because everyone is... Got the, their own thing going, yeah. you know. Nowadays, like Michael Cera, Jason Bateman, like all those guys, um, that it was harder for them to schedule being together all the time. Like yeah. they were in the first three seasons, like you see a lot of the characters together yeah. every episode. Whereas in this this se- in this this fourth season. They weren't able to do that, and mm-hmm. so they, they had to compromise a lot of the, a lot of things because of that. Yeah, they worked around it, and that yeah. kind of
2: that kind of guided their the whole kind of structure of this season mm-hmm. as being each episode is kind of focused on one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. then it kind of they interact with the other people, and there are some scenes where they're all together. So it's not like they're you know mm-hmm. it's not like they're all completely desperate the disparate cast. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I really think you need to like get through it. Uh, the, the first few episodes are kind of a slog Mm -hmm. and it all you need to get you need to see those episodes because in order to get like the great great jokes from the second part of the season I guess Uh, another one Broadchurch the BBC season. it's a British season so it's Mm -hmm. like uh, six episodes I think it was Uh, it might have been eight episodes even Mm -hmm. but it's one of those condensed seasons because that's how they do things over there but yeah that was a that show was like the tearjerker David Tennant right is David Davis one? David yeah. Tennant and uh, the mother of the family. It's it's about a family mm-hmm. who have uh, their child killed. Oh, okay. And David Tennant is the investigator who comes in, mm. and it is heavy. Wow. It is like I've e- heard a lot of great things about it too. So every I, yeah. episode, you are yeah. going to be. It's going to like it's going to hit you, and yeah. you're going to be welling up. BBC so,
0: man, BBC got, got some good shows. It is man. the
2: mother yeah. from that show is the woman from Attack the Block. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's great. It's great to see her again, yeah. too.
0: Cool.
2: Uh, big fan. Uh, so the show, like, I would say the first episode is extraordinary, mm-hmm. and the last couple episodes are extraordinary, mm-hmm. and then the, the ones in the middle are kind of okay, yeah. and that's why I didn't make my list. Oh,
1: Right. There's also
2: there's a lot of stuff that neither of us saw, like Justified. Yeah. Hannibal was really big this year. Mm-hmm. Top of the Lake and Rectify, two shows from the uh, Sundance channel, Yeah. which I don't get in HD, so I never watch anything <laughs> from there. But it's on demand, and, and Top of the Lake is on Netflix right now. I've okay. heard great, great things about that. Orphan Black oh, is yeah. a show that I've only seen two episodes of, and I loved it, mm-hmm. but I, don't, I didn't feel like that was enough for me to really... It wasn't enough for me certainly to break my top five, mm. uh, but I, I have a feeling like if I watched the entirety of that show, I would probably it might make my top five.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I think that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we covered everything. That was a lot. Out. That was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, and
2: there's still more. Man, Key and Peele debut. Oh this yeah, year. Key and Peele. Yeah. Key and Peele is awesome. Yeah, like, they're
0: really fucking funny. Though. Yeah,
2: I mean it's not quite Chappelle's Show, but it's yeah. in the same vibe, and yeah. it's it's great. You, you haven't really seen funny. it. Especially like if you're into like geeky shit, because that's what yeah. they reference. Yeah, they reference like that geeky stuff, and it's great. They're Dude, hilarious. The Liam
0: Neeson sketch. The Liam Fucking Neeson sketch. Incredible. Yeah, it was hilarious. Thank I, you. The whole lot.
2: like the football name thing, <laughs> uh-huh. where like uh, the, it was a the the college Pro Bowl, and they kept. I like, didn't see that one. Oh, it was great. It's just uh-huh. it's just them going through football player names, but it's uh-huh. playing off of the fact that like college players like. At college football players have the craziest names now <laughs> it's like William Hadunkachunk. Into, like Matthews Phillips Johnson oh, like, wow. it's like just a, a million names it's great Yeah, it's it just QO. goes on that's on Comedy players. Central right that's on Comedy Central it yeah. comes on before the Daily Show on like Tuesdays or something
0: cool alright um, that's about it remember that you can find our show on iTunes and our website somecinema.com and if you want to mention, you know, some of your favorite top shows from this year, you can email us, podcast at somecinema.com. You can find us on Twitter at Some Cinema. You can follow me at Lopez 23 That's T-A-T-L-O-P-E-Z-2-3.
2: Mike? Oh, you can find me at Mike Gonzalez, M-I-K-E-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z.
0: All right, that's about it. Uh, you can find us
2: at Some Cinema. Right. You should probably follow some cinema because that's where I'm, I'm posting more. I'm getting into the rhythm of posting movie stuff there.
0: Good, good. And we're also on Facebook. Totally forgot to mention that earlier, but we're on Facebook. And uh, that's about it. So the song for this episode is uh, You've Got the Time by Regina Spector for Orange is the New Black. And we'll talk to you later. Animals, the animals. Trap,
2: trap, trap till the cages full.